Welcome to The Follow-Up, a weekly podcast that goes in-depth into projects recently reviewed on Brand New, featuring conversations with the designers and sometimes their clients, uncovering the context, background, and design decisions behind the work. Hi, this is Brian Gomez-Palacio, and welcome to episode 43 of The Follow-Up. This week, we're following up on Pet Choi, which offers fresh prepared meals for cats and dogs. Based in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, the company was founded by two self-described young people who perfected their recipes over the course of five years to provide specialized nutritional formulas from experienced veterinarians through high-quality, fresh ingredients with no additives or preservatives. The project, designed by Ho Chi Minh City-based MN Associates, was posted on Brand New on October 26, 2021. You can pull it up on your browser at bit.ly slash bnpodcast043. That is bit dot ly slash bnpodcast043, all in lowercase. This week, we're joined by Dui N, Partner and Creative Director at MN Associates, and M. Lan, Partner and Project Manager at MN Associates. We start off this conversation with a brief inquiry into what the design business landscape is like in Vietnam, and despite the growing competition, it sounds like an exciting place to be for both creatives and clients. From there, we delve into how the founders of Pet Choi had a quick realization only after a year of being on the market that their previous design was working against them. And we learn how MN Associates worked methodically and also joyfully bringing in over 20 cats and dogs for a photo shoot at one point to create a youthful new identity and packaging for a Gen Z audience. Now, let's listen in as Armin follows up with Dui and Blanc. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the follow-up. Today, we have a pretty exciting episode for a couple of reasons. One is because we're going to talk about pets. I love cats. I love dogs. Talking about pets is exciting. Then we also have the aspect of MN Associates joining us from Vietnam. It is exciting to have someone from this part of the world. We usually have guests from the U.S. and London, so it's a nice change of pace. And we're going to talk about pets. So no matter where you are, if we're talking about pets, it's going to be great. Dui, Lan, welcome to the follow-up. Hi, thank you very much for having us here. Super excited to be on your podcast. We're really happy to be here. So I want to start by asking you a little bit about Vietnam. I already mentioned that that is one of the aspects of why I'm so excited about this podcast episode. But before we get into the Pet Choi project, I would love to hear about what it's like to be a small design firm in Vietnam. What is your business like? What kind of clients do you work with? Do you find it difficult to sell your expertise? And I know that that's a lot of questions to start up front with. So anything that you can hit in those numerous questions that would be great. That reminds us back in 2015. This was quite challenging for us to start our design studio here in Vietnam. We start just with two of us working at our apartment. And uh, now we have a team working on different planning projects from um, retail to corporate, consumer plan to luxury plan. But to be honest, that it's not easy to sell our service here. The only way that we have to do our best for each project on the design, production, and strategies 
and then that we use case to present to the new client. So one by one, we prove ourselves. And now we're getting more interesting clients coming in with cool projects to work with. Yeah, it was really hard at first to convince clients for believing in our way because clients in here usually walk through rounds. It's safer that way and we totally understand it. Our process requires more conversations to understand what the true problem or the strategic requirement behind. And we continuously improve the process after every project, like getting closer to the clients for a stronger relationship before starting the projects. And we try our best not to be burned out by accepting an amount of projects we could handle to deliver the best quality. On the other hand, we keep ourselves busy with new challenges, new categories, or new customer audience to understand, to do research, to come up with great ideas. Every project come out is proud milestone to our team that we didn't regret anything. And have you gotten any attention from clients outside of Vietnam, or are they all local? Since now we got attention from global, actually, we, we got offer from many countries, but we try to keep it that we can deliver the best quality as we can. So some likely recently we took our local and we try to embrace the local design, the local brandings into a different level that we expected. And that's just more difficult to do with clients in other parts of the world, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be dependence on the teams and the management on timelines and everything else. But we have international partners to work with to deliver the better quality for Vietnamese designs. And another question uh, related to the design industry in Vietnam. Are there a lot of designers? Do you have a lot of competition that you have to work against to get those clients? They're quite a lot. Yeah, right now the competition is getting hard, I can say. More young studios coming in the market every day. We saw many studios coming in our time. They now is growing big into agencies or digital agencies working with big brands. Yeah, even us, when we do the pre-planning for consumer brand, so we have a pitching with the agency. This means that a lot of jobs and a lot of yeah, brand studios. Yeah, a lot more opportunities open up and the competition is getting hot. And designers in Vietnam is really catching up with the latest technologies. So you have now fireworks in Vietnam, you have now studio making custom type, digital applications, explorations. Yeah, I think it comes with the territory that the more prevalent design services become and the more celebrated the design industry is by clients, that competition grows. It goes both ways. It's both good and bad, but it's great to yeah. hear that for the most part, it's been good. Now, after covering a handful of your projects over the years, one recurring theme is the high-end production of many of the materials that you create. Is this normal for many clients in Vietnam? And uh, how and where do you get so many beautiful objects printed and produced? The industry we have been working with are mostly require high standard of customer experience. The client always want to put themselves as customer of their brand. So that makes us have to take care of every brand touch point seriously. Luckily, we have a master of production in our firm, Ms. Lang here. She's the one behind making all possible in here. Not just about making the impossible possible, 
but also adjusting the process if needed to get the completions for the whole collateral suit. If we could have to sacrifice this or that, but overall, it's all about the consistency and timeline and budget. Luckily, that because I used to be an assistant of a Japanese contemporary artist here, I had a great experience on the production, and I really understand how the important of the production on except project. It means that I want to do my best for our client. Not easy at first. We have a usually make the sample to convince the client to go with the better solution on the production on the West Coast more. I must say the Vietnamese suppliers are really talented, but it's hard to convince them for trying new things. It's not easy. To be honest, it's not easy. Sometimes that we have to be there for days and weeks to make sure that every step is coming out right because it's hard. Some production that we cannot make here in Vietnam, so we have to work abroad with the Italian, French, or Chinese. The productions coming. Well, the hard effort has really paid off, and I have to say that the images that come out of your projects are just wonderful. And I think maybe that's part of that experience with the artistic company that you were with, in that there's a certain artsiness to those photos that is not common. Most people just shoot projects in a studio shot or next mm-hmm. to a nice background, but yours are so carefully art-directed and beautifully presented. Is that part of your offering and how you budget projects that even the photography of the final product is part of your process? Honestly, it's my passion because my background is multimedia system. And me and Lance really, really want to take care of the final outcome of every project. We have to make it like all agree to each other. We want it to be meaningful from the bottom, from the top to the bottom. So the showcase, the packaging, the shooting, the operations that we put hearts on it, we want it to be connected from the original concept of the brands to the images that show it for each brand and bring it to the customers to show them how each project we did have a soul in it and it's going to be different on the market. Well, mission accomplished. Everything looks great from start to finish. So let's talk now about Pet Choy. How did you get involved in this project? One of the father came to us with a plan to expand their business to be on top of my pet food in Vietnam. We still haven't seen any from Vietnam on pet industry that is nigh enough comparing with the international brand. So we took the project. We really like the differentiated from each of the project. So it means that when a pet project and a new industry so we both agreed that you took that project. And how did the client find you? Mm, they found us on Behance, we think. Yeah, because of Vietnamese are very familiar with Behance. Yeah. And it seems that from what I read online, the founders, they're young, right? Yeah, they're really young. Yeah. Gen Z generations. Yeah. And with that said, they also seem to be a young company in that they were only founded in 2020, I believe. Why did they want to redesign so soon after launching? After running the branding for a year, they witnessed their current brand have serious issues on the brand awareness. It was hardly recognizable on itself. Even the product quality is quite good. The sale report keeps going down when they share it for us. 
they figured out that it is the whole design system and came to us for a better sustainable reprint. I remember it was a really long meeting for conversations and we talked over to really understand that the current brand directions, the visual system or the communication language is not connected together, even not relevant to the target customer. And is this something that the founders realized or is that something that you help them find through that conversation? I think that they realize it. They realize it after a year, they put a lot of effort to run in the business and it keeps not bombing as they expected. Even they have really a good idea from the beginning, but it's still going nowhere. The product is not new in the market. The quality is really good. But the way that they do the marketing, imagery, and branding, it doesn't work. So they really want to do something much more better than that. They came to us, asked us for the solution for that. And did they give you any specific direction in terms of what kind of mood, what kind of personality they wanted? Or were they just more, we don't know what to do, help us figure it out? They fill out the requirement brief from us with some of their personal interest case. They wanted something that more that influenced with the character illustration, like dog or cat running around on a minimal, nice, clean graphics, not too many colors. But through the conversations, we have led to another solution that to review the complete brand structures with an aspect of a restaurant vibe to bring the high quality food into the center of the brand. And they agree with it. So then we come back to our studio and to research and find out how we're going to do with this. So that's actually a perfect segue into my next question. You go back to your studio. What does that process look like once you get that initial brief from the client and start to design things? The process could be generally the same, but in details, every decision leads us to a new journey. I won't wait to start or try to shake things a bit for every project. Does it get me to get more? And I usually focus on the main problem first to define them first and then solve it. After doing our homework on researchings and talk to the clients or really understand about their brand and market, and then we expand the complete brand system so that we could imagine from the single problem to how the system going to be on every brand touch point. Then we usually offer them more to see the bigger pictures. And then after all the plans, the brand element, I declare we depart tasks into the teams or partners to build uh, brand elements like the custom tie with tie factories and or maybe we arrange the whole three-day shootings to covering all possible media access for the packagings and the digital access with Mr. Win Chance, one of the top photographers here. So we don't try to limit ourselves and we try to approach different creative talents to have us different points of the projects. For the initial round of design explorations, do you usually show just one approach and try to show it as comprehensively as possible? Or do you show multiple design options to the client? As first round, we have a really detailed exploration on how everything's going to be connected from the logo to the applications. We try to cover as much as we can, sometimes go beyond their expectations, like we created a series of branded items or collaboration merchandise with other brands on the market, or maybe showing them how the interior direction is going to be. And depending on the strategies, we uh, respond with the relevant options. Sometimes it's going to be from two to three directions. 
But for me, ideally, it's two. And we usually present it with a very opposite concept. So the clients can be comparing one and another. Usually start to define a concept team for each options first and really give a start on any graphic. So it could be a series of pins or tasks to present within the teams. And if the direction is right, then we jump in to explore the own brand elements before we present it to the clients. And in this case, how close was one of your original design explorations to the final design? Not just this case, usually it's quite close. More like 90 to 95% close. Wow. Yeah, because we took uh, more than a month for the first presentation. So usually that we details presentation. So it's 90% close. We're covering all the content within the mockups, the application, to show to them how everything is going to be connected from design to the communications. We repair everything. If time running short, we could run deadlines for like three weeks, but we try to limit that to not burning out. From the design to the application, and even sometimes online solutions, social media, etc. And since we all sort of know what the final design was in this case, what did the opposite design option you presented look like? In broad terms, you don't have to get into very specifics, but how was it different from the final word mark with the waggy tails in the ink traps? For pet choice, we have the other option is very minimal, cute, with just two men color. And it's have a dog and a cat running around on the packaging layouts as they expected. And it's really easy to execute and manage. Only just purely graphic elements. It's nothing hard to understand. Just purely the concept we want. We do it to make sure if they don't go crazy like us, they're going to have something safe and nice, easy for them to release on the market. And what was the client's reaction like to the two options? After we present the first option, they like it. It was really expected that we expect their feelings. But then the second, the second one presented, and they were really impressed. It's nothing like anything in their current market. And they asked carefully about the pros and cons for each direction. But we convinced them it should be unit for the brand to embrace the market easier. Although it's achieved this direction, is not easy. After careful discussion, back and forth for a week, things got to be executed and planned so they agree to go with our directions. So they agreed to go with that direction that we all saw online. And you already mentioned that the design was pretty close from exploration to final solution. So maybe somewhere in between the exploration and the final solution, how difficult was it to get the wagging tails in the wordmark right? Was it a painful process or did it come somewhat easily? For some reason, you were really good at putting tails in letters. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's not easy. I do really love typography, but to achieve it, it had to be going through all of their original things. I had to give away my clingy idea of getting close to their original logos, which is very plain. But the negative dog and cat shapes on their previous symbol made me want something that has pet-like character inside. And the brand name is soft and easy to spell, so I don't need the symbol anymore. And they try to make everything into the logo type iconic enough. 
But to find the right typeface and have fun characters, forms, and intraps, or whatever it is on the type, it maybe took me working through around 40 to 50 type choice and cast sketches and consideration between the capitals or normal versions. Only TT trailer remains when we reveal around with teammates and even with Miss Lang to see from the customer eyes and agrees, and then we push it further to get all the details on the wagging tails, on the earrings, on the in-traps into places, and test it for some rounds to make everything balanced before showing to the clients. It's reassuring to hear that it was difficult in a good way. Mm, Because in the end, it comes across as so playful and effortless that, you know, you forget that it is not common for fonts to have waggy tails in them. You also worked with TypeType to develop a full alphabet. What was that process like working with them? We worked on the name of the main product is fresh paint and that's what the original version is the one that they don't choose and then told me why don't we go fully vietnamese for these options so i changed the product name into batetui which is the literary translation of the fresh paint i feel like it's not really there yet and the team concept is about the restaurant food so we changed it one more time into Burantui, which is the fresh meal before showing to the clients on the first round. And the new product name made the team decided to approach Type Type for special Vietnamese versions of the TT trailers. And we call it TT Trailer Pet Choice. And it carries on the pet line diuretic designs. And it's from our design director ideas that we don't do normally from the Type Type and TT Trailer is more. And our team own pet owners, so they really got super excited for the process. And they came up with all kinds of diuretic designs for giving to work in peering with Thai time. And we had to limit it out a lot to make it right on the whole typeface. The process was really condensed and accurate. Thai time were very supportive with their skillful in the forms engineering. Together, we achieved the closest similar kernings to the original which is very nice because we can add in a lot of content on the packagings, even any brand applications. And because the Vietnamese content is way longer than English, it needs more letters. And I must say the completion of the phone and adapt to the mediums like social media posts and everything else is amazing. Every time we type it out, it's really fun and visually appealing. Yeah, it must be fun to just type it out and write things related to pets. Switching to packaging. What were some of the technical or production-related requirements for it? Were there any shipping constraints or storage issues that you had to keep in mind when designing the packaging? Compared with the old packaging, the new container box that was changed to be more premium and could be reused. The structure of the packaging cover has to be changed. We have to calculate the new die line for it and try several times, I think, to make sure that it fits nicely and it's work. We did the laminated, around it, glued it, and flattened the cover and easy for shipping, storage, and cold display. And I probably should have asked this first. Did the new structure of the packaging come from you or did it come from the client? The new structure is from us. Okay. Originally, they just want a sticker on the AirPress plastic bag to save costs. 
But then we explain to them for a better investment to reclaim their position on self. So that's what they originally want. We propose to them to use decent container plastic box to apply for the reuse purpose. And maybe running for the reuse campaign later on. And after we discussing around and they all agree to use the container box. And then we create the cover as we originally presented on the concept. It had more faces on the shelves to show the brands. That's a pretty impressive jump, convincing them from going from a really simple cost-saving solution to a more custom version. And further in that question, how did you source the packaging? Is this something that existed or just completely from scratch and you had someone create the packaging as a new structure? The box is the assisted one. Yeah. The content box is the assisted one. But the paper cover that we did. Yeah. It depends on different projects, but for this one, they're still going back with the costing. So we have to find the supplier that have the current plastic box appropriate for their measurements for the food. The rest is for us just do the really nice packaging cover to put it on shelf. And was the supplier also in Vietnam? I know these are very technical, detailed questions, but I'm just intrigued by how you source all this kind of stuff. The supplier here in Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of supplier here. To be honest, the Vietnamese can do a lot of things. Yeah, for plastic, it's no problem. The plan is further. We, we create their own mold for their own original plastic box. Okay. And redo the whole system. But for the first phase, they want something sharp and ready to launch immediately. We have news on a COVID already, and then do the supplying for the current packaging. It's nice. Yeah, that makes sense. And especially when you consider where they wanted to go and where they ended up, and then where you want to take them, mm. it's all a matter of like baby steps. First, you convince them that they need something nice. Then you convince them now you need something really, really nice and custom for you. Excited to see how that evolves over time. Now, one of my favorite elements of the identity and packaging is the ticket motif that looks like a dog just placed their order in a restaurant. How did you come up with that idea? Uh, thank you. It's really funny that the idea came up to me when i watching Gordon Ramsay holding the tickets and yelling on ham kitchens. <laughs> and then I did some research to recognize the ticket is a very important communication motif in the professional kitchens. I want that concept, my concept to have that vibe. So I chose a font from Google Fonts that looked like it came out from a thermal printer and then put on the ingredients on it. So the packaging speaks to itself that it feels like this is the takeout cooked from Michelin restaurants. That's funny. It's so great to hear the things that influence our designs. You never know where it's going to come from. And, you know, if it's Gordon Ramsay screaming at people in the kitchen, that's even better. Yeah. Now, another serious issue that I want to talk about is how in the world did you achieve the pause of the pets touching the balls? And I mean, I know that the answer involves Photoshop somehow, but from concept to execution, how did those pet paws come into play? Yes, we have to use Photoshop. The pet did use their paws to grind the food, but it's impossible to capture. We always want the tempting feeling on the design, so... In very subtle way, we went through the different ideas and decided not to use the dog or cat portraits 
it's too cliches. Mm-hmm. After watching so many pet eating videos, it's all now to be part of it. We have sections of people watching pet videos during working times, and suddenly one of our friends sent us a video that his dog was stealing food from the other dog by drawing the bowl towards his eyes. And then we knew right away this is not the way we want. And our designer Anwen came up with the idea that shooting as many parts as we can to make the packaging go dynamic and interesting. And then the whole team managed to shoot with a cuteness overload sections. <laughs> we were lucky to invite enough talents, and they were very cooperative. And Mr. Win Chan did an excellent job by shooting the paw stock, the lifestyle shoot, and food stock during the three days long. And it's not like you could shoot every part each day. You had to shoot it all on the set when the talents arrive. It's like you shoot the paws here, and then you go back and you shoot lifestyle, and then you shoot the food right after it. And then the new talents arrive, you have to redo it all over again. I love how we're talking about cats and dogs as talent. <laughs> this is why I was excited to talk about this project, just because pets are amazing, and it's also great to hear about how you know looking at cat videos paid off. How funny is it that a cat or a dog is stealing another ball, and from there comes a great idea that really makes the packaging. It makes you part of a scene, like something is happening. There's an actual cat or dog in there mm-hmm. doing something. How many talent came into the studio? Do you have like 20 dogs and cats, 30? I think the cat is more than dog. Dog is uh, around 10. Cat is um, 15 to 20, I think. Easier to get cats than dogs. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, crazy because uh, we have uh, to schedule mix of talent with their owner. Just 15 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. We try not not mash up their schedule to each other, so we're afraid that the pets are going to be fight all the sins. <laughs> and the dog is so excited. Yeah, <laughs> and the dog is really super excited to run around, and it's hard to catch them for the paws. Only the food that came them out. It's literally something that we saw on the sins and bring it to the designs. That's great. It will create memories for years to come. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you have a logo, identity, you have a great set of typefaces, great set of colors, and the packaging in place. How did you help Pet Choi strategically to relaunch the brand and bring it to market again? We have a memorable story behind the launching. We launched a new image of the branding during lockdown our city because COVID. Only shipping service uh, was opened. We cannot do any campaign for launching at that moment. We choose the easiest way that sending out sample to KOL, micro-influencer, friends. We collect their response and offer them spreading out via social media. The brand awareness was booming much more than expected during COVID. That ended the cool, the meaningful content with the nice typography and packaging. Hit them to give a try. Really effective. Now that, I mean, I don't want to say COVID is over, but now that some time has passed and we're sort of learning to live with it, how is the brand performing in the market, if you know? I could say triple the sales revenues comparing to their previous brands. And the brand awareness keeps going up. I hear people talking about pet choice more gradually. And I saw it on the sales from wholesales more widely. And more of the wholesales coming in, right? Yeah, a lot of wholesale coming in, asked them for selling that joy. That's great to hear. 
Now, in all of this, what was the overall input, reaction, and impression from the people at PetChoy, including the final identity and the packaging? And also, what was their involvement like? Were they very involved? Were they more like hands-off and just call us when it's done? They were quite concerned about the decision to go typography involved. Sometimes during we crafting the font, and we totally understand the point. We convinced them again to believe these strategic directions, and we have to keep them posted every step we achieve, like showing them the completion of the font, give them a little bit tryouts. We guide them on the shooting sections and the printing sections. And the more they understand and the more they see the real results, the more they believe the relaunch is going to be great. Also, they pointed out during the designs that the overall design is something to indicate the difference between dog food and cat food rather than just the content. Before, it's just the name for dog or cat. And then uh, our designer came up with the dog and the cat characters. And the idea is that hidden in the letter is of digital pet choice, which is appearing on the packaging. Were they happy with the final result? Yeah. I think so. They haven't talked about it anymore from when we put it on the characters. What was the most exciting aspect for each of you working on this project? For me, I have really, we have a really engaging and exciting process to create this brand from top to bottoms, from the logos to the application. And then it made us feel right for accepting this challenge that we brand in Pet Choice. And every day I saw new ideas coming out from my team or new contents inspiring from the internet coming out and reprinted into the petrol ways. The funny thing is that all the copywriting is were made by designer. It got great sense of humor, Gen Z's language, and showed the power of the right typography that we created. And it pushed every symbol copywriting becomes meaningful and characters. It's like some people say on the internet, that the brand is really connected to the customer. It looks like it's alive itself. To me, as I mentioned, that we launching during COVID lockdown. So the marketing plan, the shooting plan, the launching plan, and even trading plan has to be changed right away to fit with the new situation at that moment. During lockdown, all the customers stay at home. So they spend a lot of time with their pet. So our pre-branding got the great response of my life. Also, something I should have asked earlier, do you have pets? No. <laughs> Honestly, no. Oh, but we love it, but she's have allergic, so we can't have it. Did the project make you reconsider? Maybe you want uh, one or two cats or 15? It's all I always wanted. You really like Yeah. <laughs> Neither cat or dogs, I love it. But this brand is created. Come from our passion. My hidden passion that wants a pet <laughs> and want to treat them right. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. I want to thank you both for joining me on the podcast today and listening to all these great stories about how the project came to be. It's always fun to hear about those unexpected sources of influence that inform a design. And everything about this is playful and enjoyable. And again, when pets are involved, it's hard to go wrong. And you got it very right. Dui, Lan, thank you so much for joining me on the follow-up today. Thank you for having us. It's always great to hear designers speak passionately about their craft, a trait that is evident in MN Associates' work from start to finish. Whether it's drawing dog tails into letters or photographing the final packaging to present it online. And, well, 
Whenever an identity is influenced by internet cat videos, you know that plenty of fun was had in the process of making it. More rare, though, is when an identity is influenced by watching Gordon Ramsay scream at cooks in Hell's Kitchen. So, one key takeaway from this episode is that it's okay to watch things that seem absolutely pointless as part of your design process. Today, thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll be here. We hope you'll be there. <laughs>